Welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us here on the Infinite Prosperity Podcast. My name is Louisa Havers and I help high achievers, entrepreneurs and coaches lift the lid on life and business so that they can live at their highest value. Each episode, we will bring you our favorite founders, CEOs and guest experts to share with you their insights and strategies to expand your wealth consciousness, your spiritual leadership and aligned business strategies. We know that living in alignment with your soul's mission is what fulfills you and we are here to show you how to achieve this in an energetically aligned way. If you haven't already, be sure to claim your free abundance activation in the Akashic Records. Go to louisahavers.com forward slash gift to unlock your abundance activation today. And if you'd like my support in having aligned success in life and business, then contact me at www.louisahavers.com and let's explore together if it's an aligned match. Get ready to live at your highest value and to expand into your next level of money as you elevate and receive more. You create more for others. Righty ho, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Infinite Prosperity Podcast. I'm so excited for our conversation this week. We have the fantastic, wonderful Morrison here with us. Welcome, wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you for, for joining us, wonderful. I'm so excited to, for our conversation. I'm going to share your bio, if that's okay, so that everyone can kind of get to know a little bit about you. And then we'll we'll dive into to all the fantastic things that um, I know that you want to, to talk about and for our conversation on leadership today which is just something that is just one of my passions as, as well so yeah. wonderful is a force to be reckoned with in the entrepreneurial <laughs> realm as a dynamic entrepreneur business growth strategist mentor and online business educator she exudes boundless energy and expertise her true calling lies in empowering women entrepreneurs arming them with the strategic tools and knowledge necessary to cultivate sustainable and profitable businesses yes please and boasting an impressive 25 Thank years you of professional so much experience for having as me. a thriving business owner. <laughs> and Hello, entrepreneur. everyone. Wonderful Hello, wealth Lisa. of knowledge transcends industries and adapts to any business model. Whether you're yearning to pivot your current venture or longing to scale it to unprecedented heights, she possesses the unparalleled expertise to guide you towards tangible and transformational results. And Wonderful has the incredible Lead Her Academy Online CEO Development for Female Entrepreneurs. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about that. You can embrace your innate power, rise above the challenges and conquer the business world alongside a tribe of fearless women. Elevate your leadership and elevate your business as Wonderful leads the way on the path to unparalleled success. Woo! Woo! <laughs> That's a lot. Thank you so much. I'm listening to it going, oh, who is this woman? <laughs> I know, it's always weird when you kind of go, is that me? <laughs> when someone's talking yeah. about you. Yeah. you well, you've packed so much in, and I already know from our initial conversations as we were started chatting, I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot wait for, we need to start hitting, hit, hit record, because we almost had a podcast mm -hmm. episode in, in our chat previously. Yes. Uh, Take us, take us back, wonderful. I would love to hear because you know, twenty-five years of you know being a thriving entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is can be a tough, you know, a, a rocky journey, ups and downs, seasons, and all the things. Um, I'd love to take us back. How did you come to do what you do today? You know, and start the the business that you have now. What what's the journey? Tell us, tell us all. Oh things. my goodness. Well, first, let me start by thank you, saying thank you for having me here today because I'm. 
been so excited to talk about prosperity, mm-hmm. infinite prosperity and leadership, because that's all molded into one thing. Um, and how I got here is really divine intervention. I didn't, it chose me. I did not choose it. So 25 years, you know, when I was, my husband and I were in our twenties, we were, um, given this opportunity to start a business. And, you know, when you're 22, you're thinking, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) go full time. This is great. I got a part-time job. I'm going to run a business. This is going to be awesome. And that was in 98 or 97, 97, I think it was 97, 98. And, uh, the banks laughed us out of their buildings when we went to go ask for money. So that was our first lesson. And to go back to what you said about entrepreneurship, it is not for the faint of heart because although I was so eager and so young to get business rolling, the banks were like, I don't think so. And what laid ahead of me, of us, was so much more than I bargained for. Um, so, but there was this magical moment. I just want to share this piece because how how the divine world works, there's no reason or rhyme and there's no needing to understand it, mm-hmm. but it happens. It happens for you at the right time. And so uh, my husband has an uncle that has this big piece of property, but has tiny, tiny dwelling right in the middle of this giant property. And uh, so we would go there at least a couple times a month to help him kind of clean up the yard. And one weekend we were over there and I found myself underneath a tree on this bench crying because I thought, why will no one share with us their, you know, prosperity so that we can create our own prosperity? And he walked up to me and he said, honey, what's wrong? And I said, oh, my God, I tell him the whole thing. He gets up and he leaves and I'm thinking, oh, great. He wasn't ready to hear what I have to say. And he comes back about 30 minutes later with a check. Do y'all remember what a check is? A check. It's a piece (laughs) of paper that carries money notes. And he gave it to me the exact amount that the Mm -hmm. business was asking to be purchased. First of all, you'd never think in a million years that he had this kind of money. Well, lo and behold, that's he does. And he said, okay, now I want this back in five years. And we thought, absolutely. So that was the beginning stage of our initial divine intervention. Mm-hmm. So we built this business, turned it into a million net worth million dollars by in 10 years. We raised our family on it. It was a brick and mortar. We were able to expand the empire into a lot of different other businesses, multiple streams of income, all through just really learning how to work in the world of business. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you right now, Louisa, the very first advice we got from one of the greatest mentors we had when I was so young and eager to be like, okay, so how do we make our millions of dollars? And he says to us, if you want your your bank account to grow, you must grow equal to the amount of the money that grows. And I thought, I'm 25 going, that's your big secret. <laughs> that, like, that's it right there. I remember <laughs> being something so else. Upset. No, I was like, no, tell us the map to get to the, you know, gold hidden mm. in the ground. And he and that was it. He said, you know, you need to grow. 
just as much as you want your money to grow because that's equal. It will grow, you grow, it grows, you grow, it grows. And I thought, all right. So my husband and I set up part of our budget to always meet that, to grow ourselves, personal growth, as well as grow our business. And I'll tell you, it worked. Mm. There's no way. Like when I look back, I think there's no way two 22 year olds with no, we didn't even have a history in the business we were going into. We don't have any connection to it other than we participated in it. Uh, there was no way that we could have made it to that level of success and never worked another job. Like we didn't, neither one of us had to go get another job. We just put all our energy in our business. But then about eight years ago, um, unfortunately, a family member fraudulently stole our our big business, the business that made us the most money. Oh, and um and it and it wasn't so much that the money disappeared, it was more of the broken heart. Mm. And then I got sick, you know, the, the perfect yeah. storm of yeah, I physically got sick, the my the, my heart was broken, my husband was going through some legal situations. It just all happened at such a right time where um we decided to step away. Mm. You have and to love a... yourselves, don't you? In, in a situation like oh, yeah. you said, the perfect storm with all those mm. huge things coming together to to, mm -hmm. to create that. That's a lot to right. for a turning point to be. Because yes. sometimes it's like the universe just feel, can feel like everything's exploding, but then it puts you on the, the new path. I, and, but at the time, that's not what it felt like. No. <laughs> but in I'm hindsight... Sure it yeah, I look back and I think I'm really grateful for that experience mm. because it really made us reassess our whole entire life. And um, and at the time, it felt as if our life was being ripped from us because that's all we'd ever done. And we were so good at chasing down opportunities, chasing that, right? We had all this energy all the time to be physically um, attached to all the things that we were growing, raising the kid. The chaos was beautiful. It was almost this like chaotic symphony that I put together and I loved it. And then um, like, who was, I think it was Beethoven, right? That lost his hearing. Mm. It was like that. It was like that moment of like, you're putting together these symphonies that the whole world just enjoys. And all of a sudden you can't hear anything. So you know, but it happened at the right time because two years later, I um, decided that I didn't even know how this, I had, the internet world to me was checking my email <laughs> and I wasn't even good at that, right? <laughs> and I had just started a Facebook, I just, I had just mastered MySpace, ladies mm. and gentlemen, Okay. <laughs> And I had a little Facebook because I have a lot of international family members that I thought, oh, this would be much easier to connect. Yes. So that was my only thing on the internet. And then um, my friends, friends kept asking women friends who were starting businesses or growing businesses kept asking me questions about, well, what would I do? Da, 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 do this, do that. And I thought, absolutely, let me help you while mm -hmm. I'm, you know, dealing with my broken heart and the, this different chaos in my life yeah. um and then it just turned out really well 
And one day my son goes, is that your new job being on the phone? And I thought, I don't know. Is it my new job? I don't even know what this is. I'm not sure I'm, I'm familiar with what this is. And so um, I looked up coaching. I'd known a little bit about life coaching at the time. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to sound so archaic. This wasn't like 20 years ago. This was just five years ago. <laughs> but coaching was not a big word back then. Hmm. So I looked it up and I thought, okay, life coaching, what is this? And I thought, oh no, this is therapy. I don't know if I could, I don't know if this is my thing. Um, then I, I came across a business page. I think it was like Mar Marie Forleo. I don't know if you mm. guys are familiar with her. She's yes, kind of a yes, big name I'm in familiar. this world. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I could, and then she has offered this thing called the Beast School. And I thought, what is, which is, um, a bit offensive when you've gone to B school because you're like, wait, hold on, what? So <laughs> it it's people have gone to business school for it's a formal language. Yes, yes there is, yeah, absolutely, it's not. So I thought, mm. Mm, what's this? So I looked into it, and that's when it kind of hit me. I thought, oh, I could do that because mm -hmm. I had gone back to school. Uh, when my oldest daughter was was in high school, I went back to get that degree and then um, had been in business at that point for about 15 years. So I just I just was winging it, Louisa. I thought I'm going to try out this Internet thing. I'm going to try. But a year later, COVID hit. Oh, wow. So it forced me into it anyways. Yes. That's great, great timing that you'd already decided right? to start it before COVID hit. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and when I started before COVID, I was still trying to muster all the energy to be in it. Mm. I just, you know, I feel like my 20 plus years primed me to where I can be heartbroken, but I knew so much about how business functions that I could do it with my eyes closed. So yeah. I was just while I was helping people build businesses, what my new study course was figuring out how the internet works. Yes. <laughs> how does this all work? Yeah. And so by the time COVID hit, I had some footing, I had mm -hmm. some footing in the, in the, you know, online space. And all it did was sharpen that a little bit more. So that's incredible. And so, yeah. And that's, so that's where I'm at now. That's how I got here. <laughs> oh, what an incredible journey. And, you know, as we were talking earlier about the roller coasters with the seasons that can come and happen and then things that are unexpected, you know, within the business, you can plan, we can plan all we like, can't we, for something, but being oh. able to have that emotional resilience, have, like you were saying, we have to develop ourselves to be able to develop the, uh, to grow to the amount of money that we can allow ourselves to receive and I think, you know, from, you know, just hearing your story, it just really reminds me to highlight about, you know, developing emotional resilience for those mm, times. Yeah. Because, you know, that that's, you know, big, big stuff to have experienced with, like you were saying, you were heartbroken and having to kind of keep keep going. Uh, yeah. Family going, business going, self going, all those things as you're, as you're navig navigating those un unexpected things yes. in business. Yes. It is, it is that piece, isn't it, of we, we, we lead ourselves first, you know, and I think this is kind of leads us nicely into, um, you know, leadership and 
how we lead ourselves as entrepreneurs. And, you know, we use the term CEO. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, some people resonate with CEO and particularly as they kind of grow to, you know, multi six figures and, and beyond can really feel that they're a CEO. I think we need that kind of leadership energy mm -hmm. from from the start, whatever business we're we're, we're starting. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your your take on, you know, in relation to leadership. What does it mean to be a CEO of of your business? Great question. You know, that wasn't my initial desire. I initially I just wanted to help people really structure their business that's mm. that's my expertise is structure the structures of business and the systemizing of business um however <laughs> as the universe would have it, it, it you know hard things don't, don't break us it reveals us right mm. and so what happened in that process of helping women build businesses is I was starting to see sort of this uh gap this giant gap where women have this incredible passion now my my clientele are all women and um i recognize that there's this gap between when they're extremely passionate about the business and the profit but i couldn't figure out what it was i was like well i don't understand why that's not um so simple <laughs> in my case yeah. but i don't know anything different right because for me it was all about for us, building a business needed to turn into profits because we were building a life. We had young children. We had a house to maintain and food to put on the table. So there was nothing in between of too much emotional mm. like captivity because mm -hmm. um, there was this goal, the prime goal. And so I couldn't understand. And I started to see slowly, you know, as I, I'm, a, I'm a big data collector so I was collecting data of like well what's going on what is it do, do they not have enough information mm -hmm. do they not have enough um you know strategic understanding do they not have enough have they not really sharpened their skills like all of these tangible spaces and really none of that was it it was about personal power personal like what you were saying earlier, that resilience, that grit, but it's it's shaped differently in business, mm -hmm. right? It's it's it shapes in us women through motherhood, through um, not choosing motherhood, through marriages, through relationships. But business sort of has a different feel to it that we're not as accustomed to biologically, the way that business is being shown to us via mm -hmm. the world. Women are natural business leaders. However, we just don't see that as often in the world. What we see is masculine, mm. male-dominated businesses. And so we think how we build business doesn't feel right or isn't the right way, isn't the correct way. And I thought, okay, that's a, that's a bunch of BS. Because <laughs> I know, I, my husband and I built a business together. He's never not been a male and I've never not been a female. And somehow it worked. And I did not run a business like him at all, right? So I decided to look more into it. And it really was about this personal power of leadership that trusting yourself when you make a decision, you know, seeking support, mm -hmm. what it's like to be in a collaborative space outside of you. Just ladies, you cannot think yourself out of a problem. 
And it takes a lot of courage to ask for help when you've pretty much lived most of your life thinking your way out of things, right? Yes. Or being in corporate America where you can think your way out of your personal life, but live in sort of this already um, defined space of knowing what to do, how to do it, when to do it kind of thing. Entrepreneurship is probably the school of figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) And, And that's what the missing piece was because so many of the women that I was working with were struggling with these spaces of, I need to perfect it before I can bring it to the table. I need to make it shiny and fantastic before I can share it with one other person. Mm. I need to have every certification under the sun in that particular category of my business before I can even say that that is what I do. And I thought, I don't know where you guys are learning um, business, but that is not a single business owner in the world has built a business because of that (laughs) so true so true it's all those imposter syndrome the limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. that are kicking in uh, somehow I'm going to keep myself small by yes these stories that if we're not careful we'll listen to and we buy our own beliefs don't we and then we've kept ourselves that that little Mm -hmm. box Mm -hmm. and that's what I loved about what you said earlier is the allowing you know when you said when we allow the universe because that's a so much of entrepreneur leadership and financial success in the business world as an entrepreneurship is acceptance and allowing and these words that we as women think no way exists in the business world well men live this way regularly they are walking allowers you know, <laughs> this is how they exist in the world. They accept who they are and they do not care how anybody else thinks about who they are. They allow the world to just bless them all day long with opportunities. And we don't. We think mm-hmm. we have to strive and struggle and work. We think that's what men are doing out there, but that's just their natural makeup mm. of like, we like to dig ditches and then get paid a bajillion dollars for it. But internally they think they deserve it for every shovel is a million dollars where women is like 100 shovels equals $100, right? Which is not really true. They think on a larger scale of receiving and allowing, and we think on a struggle scale. So true. Yeah, there's so much programming there. As you were talking about that, you were was making me think of um, the programming that we have if we've left corporate, because there's mm-hmm. this total different environment when and a total different identity and sense of leadership that needs to come from whether you've left, whether you've been working in corporate and then you decide to, to go into the entrepreneurial world. But also mm-hmm. all the programming that we've had collectively, culturally, and you know everyone mm-hmm. listening oh, has come back from yeah. different cultures, etc., there's so much within that isn't there that we've kind of carried down from our ancestors um, oh yes triggering how we're then interpreting a situation in front of us that you know that's bubbled up for but for business I loved what you said men are walking allowers (laughs) 
it's just it's, we need to be walking allowers yeah I, I I watch my husband in business going that you don't lose any moment of sleep over that situation would have taken me two days to get through mm -hmm. and I I would ask him sometimes going okay so um that person just kind of messed up right gave him a, a completely terrible quote and then ended up now we're less we're less a thousand dollars because of that misquote yeah and you're okay and he goes well you know people learn from their mistakes we talked about it we figured it out and this is and I'm thinking oh two women doing that <laughs> we'd be talking we would talk that thing to death and then you know, find eight different ways to recalibrate and replan and redesign and then talk about it some more till the end of the week. How can we prevent it? It took them an hour and then that was it. No attachment whatsoever. Mm. I love what you were saying there about no attachment. I think that's absolutely key. It's not making it personal. Business is business. Like you've done the transition mm. from brick and mortar to the online space. Mm. Good, solid foundational business principles are true whether you're running a brick and mortar or an online space there's just a lot mm -hmm. more kind of noise that you can once you start your online yes, business yes. That you kind of end up down rabbit holes with you know whether you're using this platform or that platform or whatever it may be yeah unless you've got good solid you know foundational principles in place and developing your marketing skills and your sales skills mm -hmm. and all the all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that we make make it doesn't matter which platform you're on because they all work it's just whether they're in yes. alignment with how you want to be and on brand you know for you as yes. well yes yes absolutely very true so, so important. I love what um you were saying earlier about the just to kind of circle back to the the best business advice that you had which you thought as the young 22 year old <laughs> like wasn't business advice but it really is mm -hmm. um you know that piece about um just remind me what they said again was that you that he, he said he told us if you want your bank account to grow you need to grow equal to it and I remember thinking like seriously however you know I my mom always said to me be careful who you get advice from make sure that the fruit in their lives is equal advice they're giving you well this man had a palatial home with a fountain in the middle of it right like you walk in and just in his foyer, there is a fountain. Like he just has a fountain in their front, right as you walk in the front door. So he's actually, he's, he is a living example of yes. financial wealth. So of course I didn't just brush it off because yeah. he did show via the example of his life that he was the thing he talked about. Um, and I'll tell you, I am incredibly grateful for that advice because it's what has kept um, all things alive. Even when it got really, really hard, you know, when you, mm -hmm. it sounds amazing to be, have that worth of a million dollars, but it's also not when the IRS knocks on your door and expects 20% of that. Right. Exactly. Yep. So there's all of these, what I love about the work you do is the emotional, um, emotional connection to success and money and growth. That is the leadership space that I talk about in entrepreneurial leadership. You have to be in alignment. Like 
here's what I know I'm good at. I know I'm good at looking at your business, auditing it, seeing the holes in your strategies and what you were talking about and the skill sets of marketing and sales and the, the actual infrastructure of your business. But it doesn't matter if I give you the most golden, unbreakable, unshakable strategy of all time. But if you do not have an emotional strength to walk alongside that strategy, it, it's not going to work. It's just, it's not mm. going to work. It, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. And that is a resilience I built up over the years. Right. That it took years and years and years of not knowing of the uncertainty of the, you know, permission giving of the letting go, like years of that, that got me there. I just didn't recognize it wasn't as apparent to women business owners now. Mm. I just assumed they were all going through it the same way I had gone through it, where you just stuck it out through each, you know, challenge or obstacle of that emotional barrier. Because there's more emotional barrier, I believe, as a woman. I don't know, because my husband doesn't necessarily doesn't, I mean, he is an emotionally connected human being, but he doesn't take it to the depth that we as women take it to. Because <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I was really, you know, I remember the first time somebody rejected me for my sales pitch, I cried. I went home and I cried. <laughs> I cried. It took me two days to get over it because I thought it was very personal. Like I thought we liked each other. I thought we were friends. And then they said no to me, like, oh my God. You know, it took a lot of no's to get to that space of, oh, it's not about me. It's their situation. Exactly. I have no idea. So those, that, is um to me that is aligned leadership mm. which is what my program is all about and ceo development i just want to circle back to what you said about mm. ceo i want to just uh, be clear that why i chose the word ceo is because it's synonymous to everyone everywhere in the world we understand what ceo means it means you are at the elite level of leadership in an organization period but my description of CEO as an entrepreneur is confident, empowered, and ownership. Oh, I love that. Confident, empowered, ownership. Yes, that, mm -hmm. that's a much better acronym than the global one that we all know. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like as women, that's where we, you know, to build up that confidence is to work with women like you. Mm. You build that confidence in women when they... Because we assume that we're afraid of failure and actually it's a lot more pressure to be successful. There's so much more emotional stress in earning $500, $5,000, $500,000. We know the numbers a million dollars, but to get there, that's a lot of emotional strength and courage to get there. It really is because it you're holding all that energy. I, you know, I believe money mm -hmm. is energy and you're holding all that energy and to be able to hold it without your anxiety levels going through the roof, oh, being able yeah. to feel like it's normal so your body feels that it's completely normal is really, really key. Otherwise, 
our nervous system gets triggered and then you start to go on this anxiety roller coaster journey people start freaking out thinking that the money's going to go away oh what does that manifest the money going away um, and it can become like a self-fulfilling prophecy if we haven't got mm-hmm. that like I loved what you were saying earlier about really having that priority you know within the business budget having a section and what you know set aside for personal mm-hmm. development absolutely I think it's essential isn't it for for, for business growth um mm-hmm. that, you know to be able to be that CEO, that confident, empowered. What was the final one again? Ownership. Ownership. I just mm-hmm. wanted to repeat it again for, for our listeners. because I just think that's so important. Um, I love that confident, empowered ownership of, of your business to be able to go. Yeah, I recognize that personal development side of things is is a key part of my strategy. Oh. So that you can hold the growth of your business and uh, and not slow it down because somewhere in your subconscious you're freaking out that another 500k is going to come in and the tax man's going to come knocking and all the other things that as our business grows we just have to require more of ourselves. It's something that's really yes. stayed with me as I've grown my business and all the businesses and you know services that I've managed in the past and then with the clients that I work with. We just get to require more and more of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know, um, you know, as we're thinking about, and I know leadership is is your thing. What would you say for everyone listening is, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how important is, is leadership to business growth? Oh, gosh. I, I don't even think you can separate it. I don't, I don't think there's a um, scalable number or... Uh, description to success and leadership as an entrepreneur, because so much of what we know, you know, um, there's a lot of evidence out there through the banking systems that show how businesses only last a particular amount of years. So in the U.S., it's statistically a three-year period. So three years is is um, when I started. Three years was what banks needed evidence that you can actually make it. Mm-hmm. Actually, nowadays, it's more five years. And if you can make it through seven years, then you are going to survive. And the way that they collect data on that is numbers, right? So, okay, let's see. Have you been profitable for all this time? And what's your potential profitability? And what... When it comes down, what you think assume is money is actually decision-making as a leader. Mm. It's all based on your decision-making, like where you're investing your time, where you're investing your money, where you're investing your resources, how you look at expansion, where are you learning how to expand your business? Is it the right direction for your business? Is it the wrong? And so many people invest in the space of, I, I mean we all want success and we all want money, but sometimes our eyes are bigger than our stomach. So we think, oh, I'm going to invest a nice chunk of money over here because that's going to help my business growth without doing any research on it or understanding how it's fulfilling the needs of your clients, right? It doesn't matter if you make the best eggs in the world, But if you change up that vendor of eggs, it gives it a little different taste. Loyalty isn't so strong Mm. that you could last forever. You could last longer, but not forever. Mm. And money 
will lessen as clients lessen, customers lessen, right? So I think based on that data of whether the survival of a business is numbers oriented, it really, those numbers reflect decisions that people, and all those decisions are based on who's leading that business. So leadership is essential. There's not even a separation. Mm. It's the yeah. only way. I think that's so key for people to to contemplate thinking about how am I developing my leadership consciousness, taking mm -hmm. on board that piece that you were saying is that it, it is absolutely essential for business growth, that leadership development really does feel like, and it, it, we're never done, are we? <laughs> There's always more that we never, grow. <laughs> no. um, you know, our consciousness just requires us to keep growing and evolving it. And because different experiences create different beliefs, if we don't take care of them, you know, we can i was just thinking of you know gardening as an example you know we weed we water our gardens we don't then just leave it and go yes done that's it we never right. have to water it no. again <laughs> we need to carry on nurturing and taking care and plucking out anything any mm -hmm. of the the beliefs and the the fears that might bubble up as our businesses oh my go on their journeys <laughs> journeys of absolutely growth. just i mean just how i found you how we connected is um, I knew at the beginning of this year, I wanted to level up my business. I knew this internally and I knew it based on numbers that I've grown. And I thought, okay, so most people would naturally look at that and go, okay, I need to hire a marketing person, a da 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 person. Okay. And I'm, I, based on my experience, I thought, okay, what, what is there still in me that needs to be sort of reshaped or mm. redesigned so I found myself a forgiveness coach mm. that's where I invest my money for business growth right so that's where I invest my time is knowing I need to level up knowing I have to push myself to acquire the next level of expansion mm. it didn't mean this time around it didn't mean more programs or more certifications or a more robust automation system it requires more of me so i had to figure out what other part in there needs a little yes. bit of tweaking and that is the and, leadership isn't it is recognizing yeah. okay what is it that i need and like you say there's going to be different pieces along the journey you know one year you might need some more different systems put in place because the systems you've got have grown you to a certain level and to get to that mm -hmm. next piece actually you've got to change it all around again often mm -hmm. when I'm working with clients who are early on in their journey they're like I just want one system and it's going to last me forever and I'm like mm, that's not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> you'll need a system here software that's going to right. help you here don't overpay for software until you've got the size of the audience that's going to need right. it you know and being able to kind of know what you need at different stages of business is 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 key. So I, I I love your your insight and reflection on was like right this is the bit that's going to help me help me get there. Yeah. Oh, I love our conversation so much. So much me wonderful. Too. What would you say then, just to kind of wrap wrap up our conversation? Are the the three tips that you would give entrepreneurs? as they're creating their their infinite prosperity because we talk on you know we've been talking about prosperity and the different angles within it in terms of leadership just to kind of wrap up you might have touched on these you know already but just to highlight them what would be the three tips that you would would give entrepreneurs oh my goodness um well number one 
tip that I would give entrepreneurs is you've got to do a self audit. You've got to really like look at yourself and uh, and be completely honest with what it is that you need more growth in more um, or just the reality of how you're seeing money. Money is such a big one for entrepreneurs. And then, and then you add women to it, right? Women and money and, and then all of our sort of generational understandings and teachings and our familial, like you were saying earlier, cultural, the whole thing. Like you got to assess all of that because if you don't, you start to integrate it inside the things that don't require emotion mm. in business. So I think number one is self-audit. Like, what does it really mean to you to be successful? What does that number that you're writing down that you're going for really, how much of it are you attached to personally and how much of it is just more, you know, work? So what, because once you can separate that, you're like, okay, now you can kind of see a clear picture of who you need to place in there or what you need to place in there to um, invest in, hmm. right? Yeah. And then I'd say number two is seek out advice from as many people as you can in terms of your industry and success in business. So people who are just successful in business in general that is in out there, different multiple... And then your particular industry, and then suss out who's actually doing the ways of business that most relate to you, like the most authentic version of you in it. So the gen the the gentleman that had the fountain in the middle of his <laughs> his house, um, he he would not he's not necessarily my jive, right? Mm -hmm. He but what what made us keep going back to him? He was in our industry. But he himself, I'm like, mm, no, that's not how I would have done it as mm. a person. So it gave me a clear view of like, okay, what I want to follow up, what I want to model my business after is all the business stuff that he does, but who he is as a person, not so much. Yes. Yes. You don't have right? to do everything. <laughs> we can be able to yes. do pieces that resonate. Yeah. But we don't know that unless we're putting ourselves out there and getting to know other people. We just think we're we're one way and then that's it. And that's not that's not as effective and it'll take a little bit longer to mm. get there. Mm. Is my and then I think third is so vital. The other best advice I ever got from a mentor was celebrate every win, no matter how small, like celebrate it. So when my husband and I were just making our little $500, we would get ice cream, right? Mm -hmm. After we do our books on Fridays, that was our thing. We'd, do, we'd pick Friday as the day, da, da, da. my mom would watch the kids and then we'd go get ice cream because if you, because I remember he said, if you don't learn to celebrate the small things, you're never going to know what to, how to, how your money can treat you well. That's so good. And I was like, what do you mean? Again, <laughs> you know, and you're in your 20s and they're kind of saying all these wise things. You're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. 
going over my head what are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah and and we did we learned to celebrate even in the small time so that every time it got bigger we would then we learned how to take a break we yeah. learned before self-care was a language in entrepreneurship mm. we really made it a part of our system to take two family vacations a year and really just spent time together not work and vacation and it was our way to say okay this is good job high five yes <laughs> so important i love mm -hmm. what you're saying there about celebration and and those little tiny steps um, and being able to celebrate those you're reminding me of um I, I feel drawn to start it up again for this was earlier on in my business where I would do have a monthly celebration dinner with a, a fellow entrepreneur entrepreneur and there were times when things were tough and we'd get together and we'd celebrate <laughs> we'd be like at times thinking what is there to celebrate but then when you really allowed yourself to go actually do you know what? I'm going to celebrate that I learned this and I'm going to celebrate that I learned that because you know that you're not going to do that mistake again if that mm -hmm. makes sense I just think mm -hmm. you know everything's just learning it's things can improve it's not necessarily mm -hmm. like failure it's just we're going to evolve it if that makes sense so yeah. I love what you're saying about celebration I think it's being able to really celebrate the growth as well as the the successes is just yeah um, really helps you clo close that gap yes gap. well and I think too when you're so in it that's all you are surrounded by is your business. It's really hard to walk away because you think mm -hmm. it just needs one more minute of your time. It needs one more minute of your time. The The first time we actually physically left, I remember I thought I was going to be sick. <laughs> you know, the ice cream thing was great because it's down the street. And, yeah. But when we physically left and had somebody else run the business it it I just was so sick I just thought oh my god it's gonna we're gonna come back it's gonna be burned to the ground the whole thing and um but what it taught us was it didn't wasn't perfect and they kept call you know there were calls in the middle of hmm. the whole thing but I remember what it taught me was trusting someone else that whole level of delegation that is not comfortable at all as a leader and also to trust that I've done my job in helping somebody else learn the business that I'm running, yeah. which is another huge piece of leadership, right? Is huge communicating that process. Mm. And then it just made you sharpen it for the next time to really yeah. nail down like, oh, here's what we forgot to say the last time. Or, oh my gosh, we should put together a manual or mm. holy moly. We thought about that, right? Because you're just <laughs> in it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it taught us a lot of lessons in trust, mm. which is another universal. You can't buy trust. That's not something you go to the store and say, I'd like five pounds of trust. No, it's just <laughs> something you cultivate through your leadership of business mm. and that's required for you. So, so, so much wisdom being dropped <laughs> I love it thank you so so much wonderful how can people you. you know step into your world where can they find you tell tell us tell us all the things oh no they can't no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um I I'm actually so accessible now on the <laughs> now you've mastered it <laughs> oh I don't know about that 
I have a I have a very amazing young team that um, keeps me abreast all the time on the new ways of doing things. Yeah. Uh, so you can find me at leadheracademy.com. And you, I have a, um, a, a Facebook page that's a group that's just specifically for female entrepreneurs. There's a sprinkle of men in there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that is called Lead Her Biz Community. And same that you can find me on Instagram, Lead Her Biz Academy. Um, so anything that says Lead Her Biz Academy is going to pop up my name or me oh, or my business. And we'll pop the links below. But just for those listening, Lead Her, not Leader, just to kind of clarify that. First. Right. Lead uh, Her. Uh, H-E-R. I Yes, I Thank you for for reminding me to say that because I say it so often. I just think, oh, everybody knows it's lead her, but it's lead and then her, H E R. Yes, yes. I know you're very welcome. I know because of in the UK and 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 then America, we've got a, a, a you know global audience, and so I know that all our accents. Sometimes you hear things slightly differently. Often when I'm listening to colleagues who in Canada, and I'll, I'll be like, I've just got to write that word out. Oh, it's that word. And, thinking we're speaking the same language how have I my ears just tuned tuned differently and I've heard it differently I completely understand what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) so lead her academy that's absolutely fantastic well thank you so much for just that so much wisdom that you've shared and for all the love you've given everybody to today wonderful it's just been a real pleasure thank you thank you so much for having me thank you for this amazing audience thank you for what you do because oh. it really makes my job easier over here and um, helping women not logically just understand business, but to embody mm-hmm. what it is to be a leader, right? Because I think we know a lot of things logically, but embodying it is a different space. And you take people to that next level of understanding the spiritual connection to the doing. So, um, I, I thank you for everything that you do. And I am really excited to listen in on all that you do and what you're creating out into the world. And again, I appreciate um, being here. Oh, thank you so much. Wonderful. And thank you, everybody, for joining us for our conversation this week on how leaders lead. We'd love to know what you think. Do come and find Wonderful on Instagram and Facebook. Let us know that you've listened to the conversation. Tag us um, if you're sharing sharing about the episode and what inspired you in in our conversation so that we we can say hi to you as well. Thank you so much, everybody. Until next time, namaste. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Infinite Prosperity Podcast. And if you like what you've heard and want to know more, please go to louisahavers.com. We just appreciate you so much. So thank you for listening and hanging out with us. If there's anything that we can do for you, you can email us at louisa at louisahavers.com. Let my team know if you have any ideas for shows that you'd love to hear or topics you want me to talk about. Really looking